Welcome back to the Country and Cold Cans Podcast. We're the Oak City Drifters. I'm Logan. And I'm Andrew. All right. Hey, Andy, have you been watching any of the NCAA tournament lately? Yeah, I've been seeing a little bit of that. How about that Tennessee-Iowa game today? That's crazy. Yeah, I was hoping Iowa would win that. Well, I, I don't, just because they're on the same side as UNC, so F UNC. I don't like Tennessee. Well, I don't mind Tennessee, but the thing is, you know, I, I'm – Anybody that's on that side of the bracket, as long as uh, they're still, uh, I want as many good teams available as possible because I don't want UNC going to the Final Four, and God forbid, I don't want to win a national title. I wouldn't mind seeing UC play Duke just because I want to see Duke beat UNC for it. Oh Lord, look, if that was the outcome, that would be a, a preferable I know your outcome. Nurse can't but take it, but. no, like you've seen me uh, watching Duke Carolina game in a regular season, the it would be the apocalypse, and I'm not exaggerating here, guys. It would be the apocalypse. Not at all. Um, if Duke and Carolina met in the in the finals, because for those that are not from North Carolina, like most people just don't get how deep seated this hatred is in this rivalry. Because when you lose, you it's not like with Ohio State and Michigan, your rival is in another state. Our rival is literally in the state, eight miles down the road, and we encounter so many of uh, the rival fan base on a day to day basis. It would be a living hell. If you went to the finals and you lost to UNC, and that's bragging rights for eternity. There's no coming back from that. Yeah, but if UNC loses, it's going to make it even worse for them because oh, they lost to Duke. Oh, totally. Look, I'm, I'm with you on I'm that. Willing, but... I'm a gambler, man. I'm willing to take that bet. <laughs> well, I ain't a betting man. <laughs> so... God only knows I'm a betting man. <laughs> and that's the perfect segue into today's topic. So today's topic, we're uh, kind of circling back around to what is my favorite band. One of, I know it's what your second probably favorite? Probably second. Turnpike's yeah. probably first. But my favorite band, American Aquarium. So today we're just – and a little uh, housekeeping note here, guys. Like the second episode, we got a little carried away and it went a little long for about an hour. So from here on out, we're going to cap it at 30 minutes. So it's going to be in the 20 to 30-minute range. So today's the first one of this kind of new format where that we're – we're keeping on a shorter uh, well, the original shorter format time scale. That we just lost track. Yeah, of. we just lost track. But we got to rambling a little bit. We're going to do a little American Aquarium discussion here today, and we're probably going to be doing more than one of these because, well, I mean, this could be an it's hours, a lot to talk hours about. and hours <laughs> of just rambling on talking. So we're going to try to keep these segments short here, do multiple ones of them, different topics, different days. Exactly. And today we're going to basically be talking about what we think are our top three favorite American Aquarium songs. Really tough to pick out. Tough to pick. The, like it's. Really difficult to narrow it down that far, yeah. but and then once we get done with that, we're gonna um, kind of talk about what we think is the absolute best song that B.J. Barham has ever written, um, and what is which one and he's put that, out with American Aquarium. Yeah, I'll with, say that. yeah, that's fair to say. So not counting solo stuff, we're talking about the best thing, the best American Aquarium song. And, and he's writing a new one, a new album this week. Yeah, he is. We saw that on saw Twitter, that right? On Instagram, was he Instagram? went up to the mountains, plan on finishing writing. This week, if everything works out. Yeah, so he said he's uh, to be hopefully expecting a new record in early 2020. So I that's, wish you that's pretty have said cool. That, that's, I know. Um, it sets the That's like a year I got to deal with, uh, like waiting for that. <laughs> for sure. But uh, all right, Andy, if you want to go first, we'll let's go with our top three favorite American Aquarium songs. Top three. We're actually going a little organized. We actually have things written down today. Yeah, today, and like we got notepads and pens. We're last, Fancy. We tried to we, fly by the seat of our yeah, pants last time. We got a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you kick things off. I'm mean, the top two that were actually a pretty easy one for you or me. It would be Jacksonville and City Lights. Top two. That's fair. And then I know we both have two that were went pretty easily to write down. And then 
the third one started getting really difficult to narrow it down into the three. Very What's true. your top two that you had nailed down? The top two that I had nailed down, for really I only had one that was nailed down, and I'll get into why later. But I, I had Hurricane is by far my favorite and song in all of music, not just American Aquarium, but in all of music. Hurricane's my favorite song, and um, the rest was tough. Um, I ended up going with Hurricane, St. Mary's, and Nothing to Lose actually for my top three, but. Um, it was tough. I've got some honorable mentions I want to get to when it's when it's my turn. But Andy, if you want to talk about why those are your top three, we'll kind of. Oh well, I still got. I haven't quite got my third one you down said, yet. So we started the podcast, and you haven't you haven't got yeah, your top three. Well, I told you that was you bad. had one job. You were going your, your job <laughs> you, to home, help me fix this. Your homework was to come up with three songs. But uh, for the third one, I mean, uh, Tennessee is right in there. Okay, so let's do it. Let's do it like this. It's March Madness. You've got a list of honorable mentions that are all on the line. I've let's got, let's I've got kinda, a list of that are in the run for for uh, number three, and then I, think I got it, some NIT honorable mentions here. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Man. That's a cheap shot at my alma mater, the <laughs> NIT. But anyways, uh, <laughs> I think it'd be fun in the in honor of March Madness here to you kind of talk about which ones you have on the line, and let's dissect them briefly and kind of right. do a bracket style to to that third spot. So we got Tennessee, uh, Hurricane, Bible Black, October. And then for that fourth one here that I thought that might would catch you wouldn't expect be end over end. Okay, end over end. That one did catch me off guard. I wouldn't have thought about that. Okay, so let's so you said Bible Black October and End Over End were the second two. So yeah. we'll put those two against each other and then we'll put um, what was the other two? Tennessee and Hurricane. Tennessee and Hurricane. You're right. already picking Hurricane. For me, my vote goes to Hurricane on that one. And again, just to, in the interest of time, I wait till it's my turn to talk about Hurricane. But what's your vote on those two? Hurricane and Tennessee. I'm going with Tennessee. Tennessee? I like Tennessee. It's great life. That's fair. And since this is his list, his vote gets weighted a little bit higher than mine. But uh, So Tennessee moves on. This uh, is not an easy decision. No, it's not. Tennessee moves on, beats Hurricane, and then it comes down to Bible Black, October, and end over end in the Final Four here. You see who gets in the title game against That's tough. for your third spot. What's your vote on that? For me, it's easy. It's Bible Black, October. End over end's a good song. It's one of those underrated songs on the record that I'm I'm not going to skip it if it comes on, but I'm not going to ever seek it out. It's It's got a kind of a, if I'm remembering correctly, it's got kind of a, a, a maybe a weird kind of like strange guitar change <clears throat> after the first chorus. Oh, it's the writing. Yeah, it's it's me. a good, it's I, a really it's good song. Cl- to me, it's, it's yeah. just a classic B.J. Barnum style but writing. But Bible Black, October is like, Old school BJ Barham, old school American and that's where Barham. It, that, and that's where it yeah. gets. It's like that when they still had a, um, you know, a fiddle in the band, and they were they were doing uh, more of an alt country kind of whiskey town style sound we'll roll, we'll versus roll, with now. I ain't gonna argue with me. Your your vote wins on Bible Black. Okay, October. so it's, now we've got Tennessee versus Bible Black October to take Andy's third spot in his top three favorite American Aquarium songs. I'm gonna have to pick Tennessee because I've heard it live. I've never heard Bible Black October live. So I've heard both live, and I'm with you on that. I think it's Tennessee because it's something about you know uh, the the lines in that song about you lied to me on a stranger's bed in Tennessee. Like that's 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 killer. I mean, <clears throat> I'm with you on that. Tennessee gets my vote. Yep. So your top three rounds out with tell it to us again now that Jacksonville we, City Lights in Tennessee. Jacksonville City Lights in Tennessee. What is it about Jacksonville that you really like? The hopelessness in his writing and the fact it's also and it's such a sad song. But the funny part of the song is that he hated Jacksonville so much 
and then marry someone from Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville, Florida, that is. But yeah, like uh, that's I'm with you on that. Like the hopelessness that you just hear the emotion in in his voice when he recorded that, and it's so good. Live, it really too. is. Like in the song, the lines in that about you know, spent the better part of my early twenties medicated and always running from the man my mama wanted me to be. Like he just the 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 pain in his voice when he said that because he was just like you know he he just had this he like he was at wit's end. And when he wrote that. I like, too, the line where it's, you know, I'll spend the rest of my days with poison in my veins, still living the lie that rock and roll's alive. And then he rolls it back, too, and, um, and uh, one day at a time, we're at the line with the hell, hell, rock and roll. It oh, kind of yeah. throws back an homage full to circle. Jacksonville. Yeah. And the cool thing about Jacksonville, Jacksonville Live goes from zero to 100 real quick. It gets rock and roll in your, in your face. Excuse me, with the way they end that song, like it's it's awesome. His the veins start popping in his neck when he's yep. singing that last part of the song. It's top three favorite songs of his life. Yeah, like it's it's the song that he had quit playing for a while, and then he he circled back around to it, and he said he refell in love with it. And I'm glad he did because that is a highlight for the concert in my mind. But, oh yeah, absolutely. It's one of them, but live I think would be a different. Yeah, this a whole different list for going live. Oh, totally. I think only totally. maybe one of those songs even stays. Yeah, yeah. I, it does change things when you t- take the live uh, element and add it into the calculation. But uh, So you had Jacksonville, and then you had City Lights. City Lights. What was it about City Lights that made you pick that? Uh, the, the writing for how sad that song is. <laughs> I'm noticing a trend here, Andy. Do I like that. So. <laughs> do, you, do you need to talk <laughs> about these problems? <laughs> you notice the trend that, uh, you know, hey, I like sad songs, and I like B.J. Barnum, I mean. It's kind of like, you know, saying the sky is blue. Because like we've said before, bummer jams rock. You yeah. either like bummer jams or you're wrong. <laughs> There's no Dude, other DJ way Barnum to get around that. The best ever to write them. Oh, I'm with you on that. So City Lights, that that one too, like I, I, I'm i with you. Like I, I love the, how sad that song is. And um, like it, it's it's killer. Plus too, a little bit of the, my favoritism towards that. Is it the first time I ever saw them live? He played City Lights, same as Tennessee. Yeah. I remember both of those first hearing that first time live when I saw them. Oh uh, yeah, City Lights. There. What's the last line in that song? Um, talking about. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It's been a while. When he was talking about, he, he's got a show in Ohio. How he wish it, it was Carolina. Yeah, I love. So I'm. I'm very and the boys much. Are I, heading up to Ohio. Ohio. I wish it was Carolina. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I love that because anytime there's a reference to the old North State, um, I, I dig that in any song. And with BJ being from here, it happens a lot, and I, I love those little little nuggets in the song. And then, okay, after City Lights, who was your third? Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did the bracket thing for that. But uh, Tennessee and City Lights are pretty yeah. much all for the same reasons. Yeah. You kind of went relatively old school with all that. Rel- yeah. Because you had, what, Burn Flicker Die? City, uh, uh, yeah, and the City Lights and um, – was Tennessee on are both on um, Dances for the Lonely. Yeah, Dances for the Lonely. Yeah, you went relatively old school. I always right? want to call that album. <clears throat> I hope it breaks your heart. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> probably the most like popular thing amongst more casual American Aquarium fans, if that even exists. And the hardcore ones, I mean. Yeah, I mean, if you don't that like part that, live, you're not going to yeah. like American Aquarium. Yeah, that's where, like, if we were talking about strictly live songs, that one's definitely has that, to be in the list. Top three hands yeah. down. And <laughs> if you don't know, then you just don't know because yeah. that. That live, like, it's just, it's a different animal. No, I say, because I know for one of yours is uh, Nothing to Lose. Yeah. And that's top three for me live. And that's one I have down here. Those right. honorable mentions, Nothing to Lose. Yeah. It's just so good. That one's a good one live. You want to talk about any of your honorable mention picks and why got, you picked them? I've got Nothing to Lose, uh, California, Manhattan. Okay. Oh, Manhattan. I had forgotten about that. That's a, that's a great pick. 
I Manhattan. Said, I had it's forgotten be an about that. Mention, but that was that's it's when, not top three. Yeah. But, I mean, if we're not just outside of the top three, Manhattan's right in there with it. Yeah. That's one song that I would never have been able to actually see them play live in person. I've seen YouTube videos that if somehow, by some chance, BJ Barham hears any of this, please one day play Manhattan. Schoolboy Records. Yeah, we'll be there. Oh, yeah, by the April way, let's, let's uh let's talk about that. Like here in Raleigh, just for anybody that's uh, close by to Raleigh, Great North day Carolina. On April 13th, actually. Yeah, it's record store day, I yep, believe. Record store day. We've we've got a big day ahead for the Oak City Drifters on that day because we're gonna be going to School Kids Records over there. Um and if we can get yeah, if we can get off the, of Avon Ferry in Raleigh. Tickets or what, but yeah. DJ's playing he's playing at, a, at the record store, Schoolboy Records. Yeah, he's playing an acoustic show that day at Schoolboy Records in honor of Record Store Day. He used to work there. So he's playing there. And then that evening it's uh, officially going to be rebranded as City Bar. It used to be City Limit Saloon. Or is it going to be City Limit? It's, I, it's City it Bar, says I think. Because like, Parker McCollum's playing. Yeah, yeah. But it, it says uh, where Parker McCollum says he's playing at City Limits. I heard they're dropping the saloon, but well, no, no, I don't know if they're dropping they've changed the Limits the name. too. No, they are. They've changed the name because they have a new website. It's called City Bar now. It's, they had a guy named Brian Davis that was like the last City Limits saloon night, and then they're transitioning into City Bar where they want to be an all-genre live venue but back to april 13th parker mccollum's playing that evening at city limits city bar whatever the hell it is that that place over there in raleigh yeah that thing <laughs> yeah over by that the thing the place on, that, on the road the place that they used to have a uh, mechanical bull yeah but uh but yeah that's Johnny gonna be Cash a flipping everybody off right the background. that's gonna be a great day for uh music here in the oak city so anyone that's nearby make sure you get out to both those shows tickets are still available for parker mccollum it's 10 bucks uh, advance, I think it's twelve bucks at the door. So yeah, yep. check that out. Back to AA. Here. All right, back to yeah. what? Uh, what do you have for your, my your t- runner ups? My runner ups, my honorable mentions are losing side off twenty five, and the reason for that <clears throat> is I am currently just turned twenty five uh, a few weeks ago, and I'm starting to kind of see what he was saying. <laughs> starting to fall off on to the, the losing side. Yeah, it's all downhill from I'm, here. I'm right on the edge here. I'm about to be completely on the losing side next year, but. Um, I've, you know, both my brothers are getting married, uh, this summer, one in June, one in August. <clears throat> and then half my friends are like one of our old college roommates were actually going down to Wilmington, North Carolina for his bachelor party. He's getting married in May and we've got a couple others that are about to get engaged yep. probably soon. So it's, uh, I'm kind of like at that point where the BJ was talking about, and that's why losing side of 25 resonates more with me now than it did when it came out. And I think that's kind of why it's been slowly climbing the Logan Deberry American Aquarium charts. Month, that song gets truer to, to it live. So much it. does. Cause it's like, a, it's a different animal now for, versus when it came out, when I saw him back in, I think it came out in 2015. Yeah. 2015. So, yeah. Four years ago. The first time we yeah. saw him was the Wolves release party. First I was 21 years we old. Saw it, yep. <clears throat> but I, we were 20. Oh yeah. We were 20. I hadn't quite turned 21 yet. Uh, but then second honorable mention was Catherine Bell. That Fun one, live. it's a great live song and that he doesn't, they don't always play it anymore. And I get it because the discography has just gotten so big. There's so much to choose from in their catalog. But uh, Catherine Bell is a great song. I love that one. Then PBR Promenade, obviously. Yep. I mean, <laughs> that opening line is awesome. First time I saw you, I was drunk and broken hearted. Like that's, that's just a, a, a great opening to a song. And then the my other honorable mention is one that, you probably didn't see coming, and it's from their very first record. It's called Dandelions. Yep, Dandelions. Uh, it's just it's it's back before American Aquarium really was American Aquarium. They had a different sound. They were <clears throat> the songs, the records. Like 
this is my criticism of like the record wasn't as good as their later records, obviously, but it still has one or two really good songs yeah, on that I record. I had one that would make yeah. it, it, I thought all oh, was running. It's not quite top ten, but I'm sorry I ruined everything. Yeah, it's a solid song too. But like Dandelions is one that I've seen live one time because I believe it was year two of Road Trip Rally. You didn't make it back into town for that one that year. But it was Yeah, it was year two of Road Trip Rally. Um him and the the old band, excuse me, they had planned a very two very completely different set lists for each night and they went into the deep deep catalog and they played a lot of these old songs they played dandelions and that one was awesome to see live because it's one that i had only seen like acoustic uh, videos of long-haired no tattoo bj barham when he was a, a student around uh, at nc state playing that i think i saw a video of him playing that at slims downtown but that was, but I got to see that live, and that was it. Sounded so different I think with I've, a different arrangement with a new band, but it was awesome. I think I've only heard that album once, all the way through, except for um, "Sorry I Ruined Everything." That's on have American Aquarium playlist, which is mostly just all their albums put yeah, together. Yeah. But there's some of the older stuff. It's not the entire album on there, and that's the only yeah. uh, song there's, I have. On. There's another I have good the original "Lonely Ain't Easy." That was right. on that album. Oh yeah, I have was. that on there. Well, or was it? I think that was on the Bones EP. It could have been. I think, but it was. It, was for, it was either the first one or the second one. I think it was on the Bones EP, but um, but yeah, like they also check out whenever you get a chance. Check out Big City off that album. That's a good song too. <clears throat> but yeah, those were my honorable mentions. The ones that just barely missed the cut for some completely subjective and <laughs> my own made up reasons. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, hey, look, we're talking about favorites. I can do whatever the hell yeah. I want with this. Let's go. Let's go into the best ones. All right. That we think. well my. The, let me get into my oh. top three favorites. We didn't hadn't cut that yet. Oh, yeah, we'll so get back into that. My top three favorites, just so everybody knows, is Hurricane, St. Mary's, and Nothing to Lose. And they're all for different reasons. But the top, uh, let's go back from three, uh, so go in uh, the opposite order. Nothing to Lose, like Andy said, it's a great song live. It's fun live. It's just, and it's just a fun song in general. I love yep. the tempo of it. I love how it just rolls along. And, like, it, it's... I, I love to like just sit around in my room and play that one on on yep. the acoustic guitar. Like, that one's a lot of fun. To same play. reason I like California. Yeah, exactly. That's the same. They're the same. Yeah, to I me. love the tempo on that song. And then the next one is uh, number two was St. Mary's, and another song that I love to hear live, but I also love the writing in it. I love the reference to Slims talking about the landlocked nice sound of Slims. But my the favorite American line, drink, <laughs> yeah, and City Boy sing small town hymns. But my favorite line in that song was uh, is in just what catapulted it into the number two spot for me is you're just a two-pack habit with a southern accent i'm a pearl snap pole with bad tattoos that's just poetry right there that's rock and roll poetry but yeah i I, that that line those two lines in itself catapulted that number two for me and then number one was hurricane and this like i said is my favorite song in all of music not just american aquarium so obviously it was also my number one american aquarium song and hurricane is one of those songs that it's just it's one one sad sad song, but like the lines in that song about you know uh, how it, she Darren what was it? you get put in front of the microphone and you and you lose your track of what you, your thoughts sometimes but uh, oh yeah yeah okay it was um, the last verse in it where it says and I didn't get her hell that's for sure she stung me like a hornet's nest I just can't wait to get back to Carolina so I can lay those storms to rest. That is my favorite line in all of music, that verse right there. Like, I love that. And like, it's just a very relatable song because everyone's had their heart broken at some point. Yep. And it's like being sad is the one thing that everybody on earth can, can relate to because it's, it's something everyone has felt. And when you have somebody to be able to put that into song form 
and it, it just hits you right in the gut. And especially with the pedal steel in that song too, it's awesome. I think it's funny that uh, for like our top three for the same band, sound entirely different. Totally, totally, different totally. Sounds. And uh, I even have different sounds in the three songs I picked just on mine. Yeah, mine all actually City Lights, Tennessee, and Jackson. But for the most part, they all kind of sound the same. Yeah. And well, I guess we'll be moving right along to the the grand finale here on what we think is not our favorite, but what we think is the best American Aquarium and I think song. It's, it's funny that the what we think is the best that we both agree on yeah. pretty much do, doesn't really actually wasn't even mentioned yet. It wasn't mentioned yet. I didn't put it in my honorable mentions. I, like it's a great song, and I don't I, I don't ever skip. They it. just have so many good ones. They just, yeah, it's and there there've been to, and. A little heads up, like the new, the what we think is the their best song, is one that we, uh, it's off their it's newest two. record. It's new. Yeah, yeah. Off the new record, it's two songs. It's it is. Yeah. I think it's when we were younger men and one day at a time. Yeah, and uh, both songs are great. Like his songwriting has matured so much since he's gotten older. You know, like the con- su- subject matter has changed a lot, and it's changed in a good way because I mean he's gotten older. It makes sense that he's writing about more mature subjects. It's not just about being pissed no. drunk in a bar and finding girls with uh, X's on their hands and cowboy boots, but it's now more about, you know, singing about being a father, being about singing about his um, newfound sobriety over the last few years, his his wife, just like things that somebody... And his homage to his old band. Exactly, yeah. Like things that when you get into your mid-30s and you settle down with a family, it's things you should be singing about. Not, yep. not standing up there like a lot of artists do, uh, 40 years old, singing about trying to find a girl out in the cornfield on the tailgate. Like... Yep. It's like you should be singing about songs that are relevant to what your situation is in life. And I think those two songs are equally the best. I don't, yeah. if you argue either way, I can't tell you you're wrong because I, I just, they're equal. Yeah. They're, they're equally the best. And it's, I just don't know how you could pick. For, I don't know how for you could pick one. I give the edge to One Day at a Time. I love When We Were Younger Men, and I think it's probably number two. But I do give One Day at a Time, and the reason I do is for this right here. It's, um,. The line in the song about uh, how the man holding the pen controls how the story ends and truth becomes a martyr for the sake of the song, and that, that's still not even the best line, in my opinion. The no. best line is the, um, is the which one was it, Andy, that we, were, uh, we just had it written down? Hold on, let me use a cheat sheet with Google here. Yeah, because I know you're gonna. I think the one that you're looking for is the one. Actually, one of my favorite lines is actually after what I think you're about to say. Right. All right. Yeah, finally found it. I feel like I just was. My brain isn't working right now, but um, it's the what I think is the best line in the entire song. It's just like it's so true. It speaks to like the human condition. It says, "You see, songs fulfill a human need." To sit back and watch another man bleed, so for a moment we don't have to feel sorry for ourselves. Like that's that's that could be if you had told me that was in a a, a poem from a classic um, artist, I would. I mean, a classic uh, poet, I would have believed it. It's that's how good of a line that is, and how poetic that line is. And I think too, the last verse I think really sums up a lot of the last ten or fifteen years of BJ's life is where he says that. Every now and then, I miss the way the highball glass would kiss my lips at welcome me home like a long lost friend. I said that backwards, but so I don't miss the highs and lows, the back and forth, the ebb and flow, or letting down the people that were standing up for me. I feel like that really sums up a lot of his life. Mm-hmm. But I've is where I say is where when we were younger men comes back in here. Is 
I feel like some of this is just when you know BJ, like you know his back, like his backstory. Yeah. That some of this is just it's our favorite because we think it's more relatable in like it makes you feel in a certain way more so than when we were younger men. Right. But the way he put those petty references down into when we were younger men and changes it up for all three uh, was the choruses right there. That's just. Great. Yeah. And the song, this song is just equally as good. Well, it's just not, and I don't the, think it's the quiet. song kind of takes you. It was, it's kind of a letter to his old bandmates. Yeah. It, it takes you through the the highs and lows of being on the road with the same folks. Like you, sometimes it's really really good, and sometimes it really freaking sucks because like you're you're out there and you can't get away from yeah. each other. And it's like he, he says it in the line talking about how I called you a brother, but you were closer than my kin. Like that's really what it what it's like when you're on the road with like with the same four to six dudes. All year round, like yeah. they really are. You're closer to them than they than you are to a lot of your family. And then the way like he paid honor to Tom Petty, putting those references, oh, yeah. in, and it and it related so well to the same story he was telling about being on the road. Exactly. Is, and I like the when we were, uh, the line in there was like we were in a van too gone for fixing. Yeah, that's just, yeah. Because that just sums up you know being broke musicians on the road. The you know the van literally that and it, it's the double entendre of it. Oh, for sure. But. So I, I go, it goes top two for me equal. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I mean I'm, I can't really argue yeah. against that. I, I personally give the edge to one day at a time, and I, you know, I we went through the, one, man, yeah, gonna... we went through the reasons why. But I, I, if you say that you think it, the other one would be edged out, or the other one's just as good, I, I can't argue with yep. that. No I mean, on that. there's a certain level of subjectivity. Also, whenever you pick some, what you You're, think is somebody's best anything. Yeah, because when you get so. into what I've heard uh, with Lost in Vegas, it's the way the song makes you feel. Yeah. That's not something, like, it's yeah. hard to be uh, subjective yeah. to that and get past that once it's, because it's what you feel. Right. And it's going to get it into us where, you know, it gets into the thing of, is it actually better or do I just like it better? But with those two songs, it goes, For sure. it goes either way. Yeah. But, yeah, I think this probably wraps up this edition. Is there anything else you want to no, add here? No, I cover it trying to. We're trying to make things make a little bit more concise. Make it where you guys actually want to sit here and listen to. It. We know we rambled for about an hour. Yeah, last I'm time. To so. Avoid that again. Yeah. So. But uh, like I said, just go with us, guys. We're we're gonna get better as we, the more we do it. So we're we're trying to do what we can, put the best content out there. We'll but. come back to some more American Aquarium later. Oh yeah, definitely. You you can rest assured that uh, it'll definitely be a yeah. recurring. This theme. will be our first AA meeting. <laughs> yeah, that's a good good name for it. But this is the Country and Cold Cans podcast. We are the Oak City Drifters. I'm Logan. I'm Andrew, and we will see you next time. Stay classy, America. Hell yeah, brother.